five, five, four, three, two, one. Alright. What's going on? Uh it is Wednesday, March twentieth, two thousand and nineteen. Hello everybody. It's your host Gabriel Hernandez here on episode one hundred and eighty of the G Meeker MMA Show. Yes, episode one hundred and eighty of the G Meeker MMA Show. We're here live on Wednesday, March twentieth, two thousand and nineteen. Dude, I can't even believe it's already March. Like, March, I mean, January sped through February, March, and then we're jumping to April now pretty soon. So, this, this year is speeding by super quick, and lots of things have happened, and lots of events, lots of big things in the world of MMA, and in our own world, and just our own personal lives. Time just going by so fast to sum it all up, folks, and that's how it's going. But, um, yeah, so... Like I said, welcome in. Thanks to all who are joining in. We are available via Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podbay.fm, and any other motherfucking podcast app you possibly think of. We're live on it, folks. And we're streaming. Oh, we're streaming on Spotify. I think if you have Spotify Premium, you can download it. So, um... Be sure to check that out too. Um, like I said, brand new week. At least for doing a podcast, because it's like usually Mondays when people start. But I started on a Wednesday. Forgive me to anybody who listened. Forgive me. We're here and we're live. Hope you enjoyed last week's episode, though. We did cover a lot of adventure stuff. No, we're not going to be covering it today. Except I'm boiling and I can't wait for the new movie to come out. I'm excited about that. Um, Lots of plot twists, a lot of lot of theories going around, like I said, and it's really interesting to see what happens with that afterwards. Um, so today on our episode of the Jimmy Kirimay Show, um, there's a lot, uh, and I'm not going to lie, I've been was pretty fired up before the show, and since the morning time, I've been, I've been real fired up, so I'm not really one of the best moods this morning, but... Uh, there must have been an accident over there. Like, since I started the show just right before I even pushed the button to start live, there has been fire, a bunch of fire uh, trucks and ambulances and stuff. There must have been an accident over there. But what I was going to say is that I've been real fired up. I've been real upset. I've been real pissed off. The last two days, I haven't really had, like, the best of days. You know, we all have our personal days. You know, it was one of those days, and I just got things I was thinking about and things I was getting upset about, you know, just normal things that go on in people's lives, but, you know, as some certain decisions that I've made in my life, not more so about the decisions I've made, it's the people that I allowed to have in my life, and, um, it's just little situations and stuff, you know, you know, we all make stupid mistakes and stupid, like, decisions in life, and it doesn't, it doesn't mean that we're bad people, we just make a lot of bad decisions, and sometimes we don't know what we're making, when it, I mean, when it comes to intentions with, with people, that's everything, we have no idea how many, or how, or what kinds of intentions people have when it comes to meeting new people, talking to new people, making friends, acquaintances, maybe somebody that likes you, you don't know, there's a lot of different factors that, that play into this whole entire thing. I don't give a fuck who listens to this or not. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to speak my mind because one of these days when I'm really trying to grasp a hold of what I'm truly thinking about, we can sit here and listen to something like that. 
that I have out audio, my own audio. So when the time is right, everyone that hears it can listen to it and I can help them with it or they can relate in a lot of ways. But okay. So being into why the reason is why I was so fired up is because at this point in my time in my life, based off the many years of sacrifice of everything that I've put into people and, and just the way society's framing itself. You know, I can't sit here and be mad and pissed off at it. I'm just I'm just so much more on top of my game and so much more mature versus how I used to be when I was real young and stuff like that. And I just, you know, people fuck you over no matter what way it is. They'll find a way. If they, won't, if, if they don't find a way, they'll find a way. And there's more than one way that that, that can happen to you. So many different things. Things that can happen to you. People are snakes. People are untrustworthy, and everything's just turned upside down. I feel like a lot, a lot of ways, especially like, um, when it comes, I don't know, when, when it comes to the way people treat each other just normally, there, there's there's something in there, and you know what I mean. And it's not good. And to hear that, meaning like when people say, I, mean, I had had people so, tell me this exact thing, you know, it's rare to have somebody like you, or it's rare to have somebody that thinks the way you think. And why is that? Because everyone's so generic, yet copying each other and so different. That girl was so cute. Oh my God. Yeah, but everyone's on this pathway to trying to find themselves and some people are just complete idiots so there's nothing you can do about a person that treats you bad that treats others bad that cheats on you that does this that does that it doesn't matter what the hell they do it's the fact that they're doing it you're not the one to blame but we 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 get into this feeling of tend to blame ourselves for it in a way we can all blame ourselves when it comes to a lot of things um like you know, you, you'll sit back and, like, blame yourself for, you know, allowing people to do this to you, not knowing what's going to happen, not knowing of their intentions. You know, it's all part of life. It's all part of learning. And that's something I feel we all got to do. And no matter what it is, we've got to sit back and realize that nobody's perfect. And when it comes down to stuff like that, that's just the way people are. In reality, in 2019, you got to sit back and realize that, you know, just, there's more people that are pieces of shit than there isn't. Um, and it's, it's almost like the good ones are foreshadowed. It's like a myth. It's like you truly, really got to work real hard to, to, to find that kind of, uh, of kind of balance, find those like kinds of, you know, in a way, good people, cool people, fun people you enjoy to hang around people you think, uh, people that you think and feel deserve to have your time and space. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you come across some shit, shitty people. And I know when it feels like there's more than there isn't, you've got to find a medium. You've got to find things that you like to do and you got to find some, find something to substitute it with. Cause you know, when you can't do it, that's a perfect example. I, I, I stay the hell away. I stay the hell away. I don't know if it's a healthy way of staying away from people, but like, um, I, I just stay away. Like, eh. I don't know how to like explain it any any better way. I really just do legitimately stay away from people. Um, it's, it's not. It, it's not because I don't like to hang around people. I do like people a lot. I just can't, I can't anymore, I can't have my time, my efforts, everything wasted, because I've spent my energy, 
a full gas tank, and I spent the entire gas tank of my like in child, the entire childhood chasing it back to back to back to back to back, doing different things for different people, helping different other people, um, doing things, doing a bunch of different things, and, you know, jumping, you know, out of an airplane for people basically. And did I didn't get none of that back. Your time is precious, man. You only live once, and you can only do things for so long. And for me, it's I can't do that. Anymore. I'm, I'm I'm no longer permitted to. I don't feel like I'm a I'm, I'm I don't feel like I'm obligated. To. The thing is, I I didn't feel like I was obligated to. I just didn't know any other way to to do it rather than the way I was doing it. So that caused for me to have one-sided expectations throughout my young childhood and it's all right because not everybody thinks the same not everybody does things the same and um a real big lesson to learn when it comes to something like that is the fact that not everybody thinks the way you think so you could have the best intentions for somebody on the planet earth and yet they still want to have a plan to stab you in the back and kill you that's the way it works that's the way it, that's the way how it is people have unrecognizable um, intentions for you and you could be thinking one thing they could be thinking the complete opposite they could think about uh, they're, they're gonna think about what what they're gonna do they're, how they're gonna stab you in the back next what they're gonna do next plotting these things people are terrible nowadays I mean there's such things as cheating um, I mean, with social media, it's a big part. It plays a huge part in life now. Um, it's, it's a part of everyone's everyday life. And, you know, associating and talking to people online, Snapchat, with Instagram, Twitter, you open yourself up to a lot more problems and potential heartbreaks and heart fails um, than back before it used to be. Because I remember when YouTube barely started. I remember when all these things, you know, Facebook was, I felt like it was for older adults back when I was a young kid. I was a young kid, I just thought Facebook was, you know, all these old people were talking about, older than me, a lot older, elderly people, everyone was talking about Facebook like it was a thing, I remember when Twitter came, I remember when uh, when Instagram came, Instagram for me was just p- taking pictures of food and doing that, there's no, nothing else, there, was, there wasn't anything else to it, all I felt was like, that it was made for taking pictures of your food, that, that's how I saw it, I didn't see it as a way of communicating with others. I didn't see it as a way of potentially trying to make new friends and stuff like that. I didn't think of that in any way whatsoever. Like for it to for it to be amongst uh, something you use for communication with other people. It, that makes it different. It's a lot different than it's a lot different than it used to be. The intentions are cuz you, you you don't know the thing that like the thing is, you don't know anyone's intentions when it comes to anything. That's the, that's the risk we get with brand new people. But for me, in my life, and what makes it so different is that I've had the chance to study people. I've had chances to see these kinds of people cross my paths in my life. Crazy people, dumb people. Um, I don't know. Cheating people. I don't know. I've seen every possible category. You know, email me. Send me a fucking email. Send me a text message. Send me uh, whatever the hell you want with a problem that 
you've had with your your significant other. And I will guarantee you on everything, I will seriously give you an answer. I won't be something I've never seen before. It's there will always be something I've seen. So if I, if you if you send it and you you question me and you ask me if I've seen it, I guarantee you I've seen it before. There's no one or nothing that anybody can say to me that I have not seen before when it comes to that kind of stuff. I've seen it all, and I've seen it on multiple occasions. I've gone through all these things, so the reason why I'm good at giving advice back is because I've seen it. And for me, anybody that I know, I wouldn't want them to go through that thing, those things. People are terrible. It's a terrible world. We're surrounded by constant negativity. There's a lot of things that are going on around the world. You can name it. I guarantee you can name it. Shootings, presidential stuff, um, lots of hate crimes, lots of different hatred, uh, different amounts of hatred in different ways all around the world. And uh, that's something you want to stay the fuck away from. Stay the fuck away from you for when it comes to that bullshit. You know, you have arguments with your best friends. You your Friends aren't real friends. People are fake. Relationships are horrible. Um, communication's terrible. It's like at first grade level nowadays amongst people in the United States of America. There's just a lot of terrible things. I don't want to sit here and make this a negative podcast, more so a positive one. I want to talk about ways that we can strengthen these things and we can get through the hardships in life together as a team. And for me, going back to what I was saying about why I was so pissed off earlier, it's just because I've seen it so much. And it ties into my personality you know, ever since I was a young kid, I was really angry. I got real angry. I, I, I've tended to lose my patience a lot more with lower stupid people when it comes to stupid shit like that. So people that I used to be able to possibly deal with back in the day, it's just, it's not the same. And I think at, um, at this point I've reached a, not a breaking point, just a point where I turn things around and I don't allow these things to, to affect me anymore. I mean, obviously people could say, oh, it's affecting you if you're getting pissed off at it. Why even approach it? That's the question. Why even approach something that's going to make you mad? Because I feel that over time I haven't got been able to get my my points out. I haven't been able to point things out to people. I haven't been able to say the last things that I need to say before essentially ending something. Um, or like, you know, talking to someone, getting my points out, you know, it makes me feel good to point out facts. And that's the thing. So, like, when it comes to someone potentially talking shit or starting a problem or starting a conflict, verbally, you know, that won't happen physically because I'll face plant you. I'll put you on your ass, and you won't be the same person after I'm fucking finished with you. So no one will come at me physically with anything. I challenge you to do that. It won't go go, go good for you. What I'm talking about is verbally. So someone could try to outsmart me, say something to make me feel stupid, try to confuse me, try to do this, try to manipulate, try to do anything you possibly do. It's not going to work because realistically, like, Realistically, I'm just I, I'm I'm too I'm too ahead. I'm too ahead of a lot of these people, and a lot of these people dumb are, are, are dumb, and they dumb people down on their levels to the point where you you got to be a little more unintelligent, and that's the thing I'm trying to avoid the most. You know, I have to go down on those people's levels because of the way they choose to act, and and, it, and there's nothing that's there's nothing that I can say about it. I'm not, I'm not making this up. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying the realisticness of this. I'm, I'm too far ahead. When I was a kid, when I was a young adult, I had all this time to myself. I've never really gone out. I'm not a guy to go and party outside of home. I don't go and, and, and do drugs or uh, associate with people. 
and and you know have all the best friends in the world or go out with all these different girls or sleep with all these different girls i have morals i have things that i like to do i have goals that i'm out here to set and for me i feel like the biggest enemy that's been in here this whole entire time is myself i don't have to deal with drama I mean, I have dealt with it. I'm not saying that I've cruised through life without having friends and, and doing things like a normal human being. I loved friends. Back in sixth grade, that was amongst one of the best times I've ever had. I've had a lot of fun. I've done a lot of fun shit in my life. There's still so much shit to do. That's the thing. We haven't finished writing the story. Now, I had this bad taste in my mouth from people, and, and people really are truly horrible, but you've got to find the best ones out of the worst, in, in, in the pile of the worst ones. And you can do that. It's, not, it's easier said than done, but your mission, my mission, the reason why I don't associate with this stuff, and I don't fuck with this sh- stuff, because I'm not all about that. I'm not about that kind of shit. I'm not about no bullshit. So, like, when it comes to a relationship, for example, I'm not going to sit and waste my time with someone. If I'm sitting here set to talk to someone, I want to talk to someone, or we're talking, or we're doing this, or we're doing that, and they like me, or I like them, and we're talking, for example, just know that if we get serious and everything goes and falls into place and stuff, just know I'm not a guy that's going to sit here and play games. There's a, guy, a lot of guys that are like that. They'll talk to every girl they can get their hands on or get their numbers or their Snapchats or any of the other of, above selections or choices that you can potentially do. Guys do it all the time. Hit, hitting on women. I've heard multiple girls tell me how people are online when it comes to how they approach people. You know, you'll send messages. They'll send private parts. They'll be disgusting as fuck. They'll be creeps online. They'll do all these different nasty things, like not like disgusting things online, like like just the way that they're approached online to the point where I felt like a, a lot of women have changed their stance on a lot of people. And what I mean by that is, guys, when it comes to women's approaches on guys, they don't know what their true intentions are, and their assumptions are higher. So what I mean by, their, by that is our assumptions are negative when it comes to people like that. So when, when they have negative assumptions about someone, you get a bad image of them in your head because you have repeated of the same offenses from the same, from same categories of people that are doing the same thing. And what I mean by that is that you're doing the same thing that some other guy has done to you or you're treating a girl the same way that you've treated all these other girls or you're treating a guy the same way that you've treated these other guys. When you have the same repeated pattern or the same thing happening over and over and over, honestly, there's no other way. I don't care what you say, but... But this, and that's the way that someone is forced to think after some shit happens to them multiple times to the point where their life is different. They feel like they're different. Their approaches on people are different. Experiences change us. I'm telling you guys. Experience changes. Experience, experiences in your life change how you view people, how you view the world, how you view society, how you view certain categories of people, how you view reality. It changes everything. You learning about things and experience is unlimited. So you have an unlimited amount of experience in life. That's the one thing that I'm guaranteed you is limited experience in life. And that's one of the reasons why um, life is so amazing. Because if you like to learn, if you're truly up for learning, then when you learn that... 
there's no limits to it. There's no limits to learning. There's no ceiling to how far you want to be successful. That's the part, best part about life. And going back to it, you know, I can be up as upset as I want because in reality, I know what I've done. I've put so much work in for myself, for my, for my friends, for past friends, for, uh, uh, past girlfriends, relationships. I've put my all into everything. And the, the, the mistake I made was putting my all into people that didn't do the same. And that, I did that repeatedly because, you know, I just, I just was not aware of what could happen. And um, it's like you're, when you're unaware of what could happen, you, you, don't, know what, what, you don't know what the end's going to be like. So, damn. Wow. <laughs> If only, if only, but like, oh no, if, if, like I said, if we did a live podcast and like visual, you could, there was visual images, you would, you would know what I'm talking about. Uh, the reason why I said, wow, but, um, but yeah, you, you, you're unaware of what could potentially happen to you. And that's the reason why I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm not ashamed of anything that I've done in my life. I know everything's happened for a reason and I know that everything's going to be okay eventually because that's how life is. You get through things, you have hard spots in life and, um, you learn how to get out of them. That's the thing. That's what I've done. That's what my life work has been defined as. So for me, I take it a little bit more to heart when it comes to my time being wasted because I've straightened my mind out. I can't have my time wasted. I can't have anything wasted. I can't have nothing happening. And I know I'm young. I know life is going to hit me, but I'm doing my best job every single damn day to make sure that those chances are slim and as smooth as hell when it comes to someone that's bad. If if, If I'm not rocking with you, if we're not vibing, if we're not connecting, if we're not on the same level, I feel like, and you're giving me bad signs of something that makes me not want to talk to you, I won't hesitate to cut ties because I'm not afraid to do it. That's the thing. I'm I'm not afraid anymore because I've gotten over the ties because I'm tired of the same result. And I think everybody has that point in time where you get to that point. I mean, I've said like for the longest time, I've I've had like the low, most most patients on the planet when it comes to it now now I'll just bulldoze anybody that that says anything anything anybody that comes towards me with any bullshit like that because I don't play that shit that's some pussy ass shit I don't do that not where I'm from not what I do I'm, I, I can stay classy as hell but I'm I, I will be the asshole I need to be and I will be the person I need to be if it comes around You know, I, I, I'm, I've been the nice guy for so long and, you know, that nice guys finish last. That tends to be true. People get stabbed in the back because you let them. And I'm not going to be a target of that. I'm not going to allow someone. It's, it, it's a personal thing. I take it really personal kind of. So it's like I'm not going to allow someone to, to think or even put the thoughts in their mind to think they can get ahead of me when it comes to something like that. It's all about respect. 
and that's one damn thing that people lack nowadays is is respect in them for themselves respect for themselves more than more so they can think they respect themselves all they want but in reality their actions show that that is far from true and when someone doesn't respect themselves don't count on them to respect you that's the thing they don't respect themselves they aren't going to respect you and you are going to get treated like shit that's just the reality of it you're going to get treated like shit your expectations are going to be turned upside down and your life's going to turn to shit if you don't allow it if you don't change it if you sit and and are okay with being the same person not making any strides in your life not improving anything in your life then that's on you because anyone I know, anybody that I know or I've ever known, I know the people I follow the closest are people that want to change, people that want to get better, people that want to improve in life. But if you don't want to improve in life, that's on you. You can go fuck yourself in a corner, and that's your problem. You, you, you. That's your issue. That can be your issue. You know, personal growth is very important. And I know I've been sounding a little fired up and a little upset, but I've had a long-ass couple of days, some real, mo- real, not real emotional, but really fucking deep-ass days and personal days and deep days. And, you know, I just, I just feel that it's important to get your voices out there when they're needed to. And honestly, like, over time, I, I do notice, I have noticed this, but my, yeah, my, my patience level has dropped, my, my, my rage towards that shit has def- definitely dropped, and my, my, my voice towards it, my, my like, my thoughts towards it, my stance on it, basically, what that's what I'm trying to say, is my stance, my stance on it has greatly changed, and I've noticed a significant change, and, um, I definitely have noticed it, and it's not a sad thing, man, I think everybody deserves to change that, and once you're tired of, like, something happening to you over and over, man, it's like, you don't change that, your, your, your life's gonna be like that till you die, and, you know, honestly, the best things aren't gonna happen to you, you're, the rest of your life is not gonna be as good as you think it could be. It's, it's, it's not gonna be what you think it's gonna be, it's not gonna be the best life, your life is gonna constantly keep getting disappointed in your result, it doesn't matter what you're doing, it could be the way you're talking to a girl, the way you're fighting, the way, the way you handle yourself when you're in public, the way you handle yourself when you're angry, the way you handle yourself when communicating with others, the way you handle yourself with handling criticism, it could be any one of those things, it could be a list of different things, but if you don't change your life, your life's going to continue to evolve in different ways. Life's going to evolve around you. People are going to change. People are going to do things. And you're going to have things happen to you that you aren't ready for. You could continue to see the same way, but not realize the true intentions of people. You can continue to have that same mission. You can still be that same positive person or a person that loves everyone and cares about anyone, etc. Be whoever you want to be. I'm not saying not to be who you want to be, but you've got to really, you got to work on it. You got to think about the results. So whatever's happening to you, if you want that same thing to happen, then stay the same. If you want to evolve, if you want to get bigger and better and better in life, then you got to you got to watch who you're around. You got to watch your company. You got to do things for you. You got to work on things for you. And that's the thing. That's how I relate that. How I just said that right now. Going back to when I was little, I didn't do any of that. 
So as a young adult from age, probably age 15, 16, 17, and to present day, I've, I've been working a lot on myself and a lot around the people around me. So as in, I've been so educated and I feel like my education and everything I've learned has been over the top, obsessed constantly with knowledge. There's so much shit that I've done with knowledge and so much fucking shit that I've learned over the years and ins and outs. Literally my whole year I've learned, I've spent time learning every single possible thing you can learn. And I've had a long life too. It's been a long ass 10 years, man. Like I'm not even joking, but like solidly I can easily say that I've started investing my time into people and, and and sacrificing all this shit probably when I was 12. I'm not even maybe even 11 years old, I don't know, but I started all this shit at 12, so it's it's kind of like uh I don't know. It's been a long ass road, man, but like man, um Oh man, it's so it's so close. I'm so close, dude. I swear on everything. I'm so close. Um, but uh, like I said, I've, I've put my work in ten long plus ten plus long years. I've been putting efforts into people, and I've been get, I've gotten disappointed a lot. You know, I'm not going to say how many times. I'm not sitting there saying I've been disappointed many, millions of times. I've learned a lot. That's the thing. I've learned a lot of lessons from doing things, you know, from not doing things, from rearranging how I do things to properly utilizing every tool that I have. Like I said, my knowledge is unlimited, so I'm not upset about my past experiences, having bad people, choosing bad people, unfortunately, seeing good in people that I shouldn't have seen, having people stab me in the back, having people do every possible thing you could think of possibly done to me. Not, not every single thing, but a lot of verbal stuff and a lot of actions, a lot of, it's a lot of different stuff that's gone down and, you know, it's okay to have experiences like that because that's what makes us all human. So, going forward, let's fast forward to the future. Um, but, you know, it's all about how you look at it. It's all about how you, how you want to perceive your life and how you want to grow from, from ex- some things like that. Um, and, you know, it's, it's something that I feel we all need as humans. We can't evolve if we can't grow. If we aren't willing to grow, excuse me. That's what I'm all about, is change. Constant knowledge. Constant learning. I, I'm obsessed, man. I don't want to say I'm, I'm like crazy or anything, but I'm constantly obsessed about learning. I'm obsessed about it, but I have a healthy obsession with learning. And the thing is, it's because I want to be the best version of myself I can be for myself. I want to be the best version I can towards someone else. And that's the only thing I want to do. It's the only thing I want to be is the best thing for myself. And as my journey has gone on, um, I've seen the ups and the downs. I've gone through personal things with relationships, with friends, um, family, um, own personal things, you know, a lot of stuff going around that's happened and stuff, but I haven't let that define who I truly am. I mean, I'm like, I want to say that I'm defined off of how I've gone through these things. If you, that's, 
in a way, that's the thing. That That's where I come from, is how I've gotten through things. Not about what I've gone through in life. So it's like not about what I've gone through. And in a way, I feel like a lot of people should relate to this too, but it's like not what you've gone through, it's about how you got through it. That's like a... That's a that's a good one. That's a good one to keep. I like that quote. Cool. I, mean, I think I'm going to keep that one for sure. But uh, that's how I feel about it. And you know, I've learned so much, dude. I'm like an encyclopedia of knowledge, and that's my take on it. And that's what I want to do. I want to continue to learn. I want to continue to see the ins and the outs, and the ups and the downs, and the lefts and the rights of every single thing. And um kind of focus on you know it's weird i think about like all the outcomes so when it got like for example i'm gonna give you an example when it comes to a specific situation maybe you're applying for a job maybe you're uh gonna ask a girl out on a date for the first time maybe you're gonna talk to your favorite girl maybe you're gonna do this maybe you're gonna do that but i i, I don't know if this is weird or not but i think about every possible outcome i prepare for the worst hope for the hope for the best prepare for the worst I'll work my way up towards anything, and I will be accepted. I will accept the reality of what it truly is. You know, for me, there's no ifs, ands, or buts when it comes to a lot of situations. I'm very accepting of fate. I'm very accepting of what can happen, because I know things happen for a reason. And that's how I look at life. That's how I want to inspire. That's how I want to grow. So going back to what I was saying about the whole... uh, being upset and pissed off it's because i want i have a it's a mixture of things there's a, a mixture of different things man there's a mixture of different reasons feelings and emotions all in one as much as i want to be successful i want everyone else around me to be successful i want to be the best version of me i want to know the best versions of people that i can know and you know i don't want any games that's the thing I don't want games. I don't want any bad vibes. I don't want any negative energy. I don't want any of that stuff around me. I just want to be the best version of me and and be the best version that I can for anybody else and do everything in my life that I like to do and focus on the things that I like to focus on and not worry about any negativity. Now, it's not an unhealthy obsession with not wanting to have people around. I love to have people around, but I have a small circle of people that I let in my life and I'm very happy about that I'm happy with my selections I'm happy with what I'm doing I'm happy with not having people that shouldn't be there around and you know I'm quick I'm quick with spotting it I'm quick with acknowledging it I'm quick with knowing if these people are are going to be a good person for me to know if this person is going to be a good person for me to talk to because if not I will slowly cut ties faster I say slowly but I'll, it's fast so I really kind of don't mind how quickly I do and how quickly I cut ties because I know that that person's not going to be there in the long run it's not going to be a good decision in the long run for me so essentially I do what's best for myself I try to find a circle of people vibe with those circle of people and create a good energy with those circles of people and if you don't belong in the circle quite simply i cut the ties as simple as that <laughs> but yeah man 35 minutes in good jesus christ 
like I said, thank you guys for joining us here on episode 1A of the G Meeker MMA Show. We'll repeat it once again for those who don't know. We are available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Google, or Google Play Music, Google Play Podcasts as well. I think that's a thing. Is that not a thing? I think I fucked the whole thing up. Anyways, folks, backtrack. We're available. On Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, um, Google Play Music, excuse me, Apple Music, Apple Podcast, whatever the fuck you want to call it, we're available on all those. And if you want to create your own website, visit W, or not website, excuse me. See, I'm all out of there. Never fucking mind. I'm just going to take the promo away, follow us. We're not done yet. I just wanted to fuck around in the middle of the podcast. But, uh, anyways, like I said, um, we talked a lot about some, like, spiritual shit, man. You got really deep. Um, but yeah. Now, we can get to the fun stuff. Fight stuff. UFC London recap. What a night it was. I mean, what a, yeah, what a night it was. I mean, Jorge Masvidal's knockout of Darren Till was fantastic. Who was expecting that early in the first round, getting dropped by uh, by Till, you know, weathering the storm. You know, Masvidal looked like it took him a little bit longer to get his footing, and not get his footing, but get his, you know, get get his rhythm going and stuff like that. So for Masvidal, it was it was good coming home party, considering he hadn't fought in a while since the Stephen Thompson fight. Um, and for him, he came to. He went to uh, Till's backyard. So he went to Darren Till's backyard and he starched him in the second round. And now Masvidal's a top contender in the welterweight, stacked welterweight division. He beat number three in the world. I think he's like, I don't know, why isn't he number three for beating number three? But um, yeah, like I said, that was a fantastic performance for uh, Masvidal. And, you know, sucks for Darren Till on home soil. You see how much everything is more flowing when I talk about MMA versus life, life stuff. I mean, I'm better at, I'm better at saying it when I'm calm versus when I'm upset. That's what I mean by that. Um, but yeah, so for Teal, that sucks. A homecoming party spoiled. Main event for him spoiled. Second loss in a row. Um, by finish, you know, first loss was Tyron Woodley by Darce Choke. Second loss was to Darren Till. So I meant to uh, Jorge Masvidal. But yeah, for Masvidal, that's a huge, huge feather in his cap. And he looked fantastic. He looked good. Like I said, first round of Weather the Storm came back. Um, didn't didn't get finished. You know, he's I've never really ever seen him get finished. But you know, um, he weathered the storm, came back, got his footing, landed beautiful, perfect, perfect uh, few shots before the finishing sequence. Knocked Till out. Had a couple wins actually, if, if I'm not mistaken. He uh, so this is this is the best part about this whole thing. I was watching the post fight show right, and you know, I think it was who was who was the reporter that. Masvidal was talking with, but um, I think it was Laura Sanko. So he was talking to Laura Sanko, and I guess someone from the crowd, that someone turns in, turns out to be Leon Edwards, uh, has long history with Masvidal as well, talking shit to him on the internet as well. Um, he was saying some stuff to him. You know, he's talking about, he said, Masvidal said something like he was talking, like, when are we going to fight? Are we going to fight in July? He's like, I don't know, maybe not. Or maybe, maybe not. And then all of a sudden he said something. I was like, shut up. And then Masvidal went over there and said, hey, come say it to my face. And he hit him, he pieced him up with a three-piece combo and soda. Dude, I was watching that shit live. I was, I was high as fuck. I was drinking too. And I was just like, what the fuck just happened? 
Mazadol, what the fuck did you just do? Like, if it was in Las Vegas or something like that, or New York, then I feel he would be facing some sort of punishments, but that wasn't the case for him in this point of view. At least not in London. I don't think London has a commission. So who knows what the future is going to be like for, for Jorge. Hopefully not. It was just a backstage brawl. It was feeling uh, both men just won their fights and stuff. And, you know, adrenaline pumping. Gunnar Nelson, he fought. Uh, Leon Edwards fought Gunnar Nelson in the co-main event. Um, and uh, what is it? And then. And, and, Masvidal just starts till so a lot of people are talking about what Masvidal did after the fight, the fight after the fight, um, versus the performance he had against Till. You know, Till looked good early on. You know, he he landed a lot. You know, he did have his head straight up in the air, like he was saying, leaving him open to be countered and stuff like that. Um, but you know, Till, like I said, is a very young fighter. I think he will learn from this. I know it's hurting. I know it's he's hurting from that. He hasn't talked since the fight, but I know that he will be back, he is a champion, he's a young savage, it's not the end, he's a young guy at the top of the heap, and when you put a young, hungry lion up there, it's going to be okay after a while, because you look at what Chris Weidman, you look at what happened to Chris Weidman, you look at you look at all the greats in the UFC or in MMA who have lost and had some significant losses in the back burn, um, they've come back and they've, they've come back to be better fighters than ever, so I think that Darren Till will be back, so this is his second loss in a row, he's never been knocked out before, he's been finished by submission, but he's never been knocked out before, so people can sit back and get off the off the uh, hype train or whatever the hell it is, these doubters say and stuff, because I feel definitely Till definitely will be back after that there's no there's no doubt in my mind um uh that he will be back but for Masvidal big fights for him in the future what could potentially be next for Masvidal I, I don't know currently um title fight I mean I'll, I'll, I'll be all for it maybe one more fight after that considering he was coming off of a two fight losing streak he he came back you know he beat number three in the world so maybe number two I don't know how the matchups are how it's going to work I'm not currently looking at the rankings I don't know of any other fights that I think he should get Masvidal is in a very interesting spot could potentially fight for the title or fight Colby no I don't think he's all no what the hell he'd never fight Colby I'm just thinking in the ranks I'm trying to think of people above him that he could potentially fight Stephen Thompson, no, he's already fought Stephen Thompson, see, the, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos fight would be fun, um, Mazadal is as game as it comes, so I'm up, with, I'm up for anybody that, that wants to, uh, that he wants to fight, so anybody he ends up fighting, I'll be 100% ready for that, because I think, you know, if not, he deserves a title fight. After Usman and, uh, Covington settle their beef, maybe Masvidal can fight, um, for the title after that, if not, maybe fight Tyron Woodley for the title. For, for the for the one the number one contender spot if it, if it comes down to that big things for Jorge Masvidal like I said he's always he's been in the game for a very long time since the backyard brawls you know Kimbo days backyards fights and stuff so when it comes to this brawl my stance on it you know Leon Edwards was talking a bunch of shit before the fight. He was talking she was they he wasn't even fighting Masvidal that's the thing he was talking shit to him on his Instagram. On, on on social media um, interviews, talking a bunch of shit, and he was talking to shit in Masvidal. Masvidal just didn't take it. He doesn't he doesn't stand for that kind of shit. He he just you know he lost his edge, and you know he's tired of him disrespecting him, and he walked up to him and pieced him up. He said his hands were up and stuff like that. You know, like he was initiating a fight and stuff like that. But uh, you know, he pieced him up. 
That's what that's what happens when you talk shit. Is Masvidal's one of the few OGs in this game, and he's one of the few that I feel you know that would really slap you. Literally, I said that on I said that on Twitter the other day. Like I feel like Masvidal really legitimately was the type of person that would slap you. Hence, he even even if he didn't um, three piece Leon Edwards. Even though he didn't three piece, even if he didn't three piece Leon Edwards, if he tells you he's gonna slap you, I legitimately believe if he sees you in person, he's gonna slap you. That's the thing. Ooh, damn. Um, and you know that's one of the few people I believe, and you know I have no problem with it. Talk shit, get hit. Simple as that. You know, obviously it's professional, and I, I try to be as classy as I can be and professional when it comes to that stuff. It is the rules. It, they're professional fighters. You know, obviously the adrenaline's pumping after the first fight, uh, after the first, after the fights and stuff. And you know, it, it, adrenaline is high as hell because considering it's not like Leon was just there watching the fights. It, Leon just had a fight as well, and he looked very good against Gunnar Nelson. Gunnar Nelson didn't look too good, um, but yeah, you got you got two you got two guys that just finished fighting, and now they're chomping at the bit at each other. Masvidal with his hands behind his back, walking up to him, you know, pieced him up, three piece in the soda. That's what he calls it. And you know, it's not, I'm not condoning violence outside of the cage, but damn, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. And who knows what happens in the sport? Because the sport's fucking crazy. So, like I said, I have no problem with that. Um, fuck sakes, I said, I, I was trying to think of a fight for Masvidal, there is a fight for Masvidal, what's wrong with me? Leon Edwards, that would be a fun fight, you know, both men like to throw down, both men hate each other, a lot of history, obviously with the, with the brawl now, it's not a brawl that involves Conor McGregor or the Diaz brothers, it's a brawl, uh, 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 it's a, a brawl that involves Masvidal and Edwards, Masvidal slept there until, in the, in, in the, uh, in the main event of UFC London, and, and three pieces, Leon Edwards, who is from, you know, if anything, the crowd would support Leon Edwards over uh, Masvidal if it comes down to it because of London and stuff and, you know, Britain, Britain, uh, you know, his descent and stuff and, and where Leon Edwards comes from and stuff like that. So so the home crowd definitely would be in London and I would be up for that fight. So that's an interesting fight. I can't wait to see what happens with that. Um, some breaking news. As I woke up, I did see something. I did, I did uh, think that I was seeing a different message than what I've seen. You know when you're half asleep and shit and you wake up in the morning to see it. Uh, I thought it said T.G. Dillashaw announced his next fight. No, it said T.G. Dillashaw voluntarily relinquished his bantamweight title due to a finding, a USADA violation, and he is currently suspended for one year from the New York State Athletic Commission. T.J. thought it would be beneficial to post and tell everyone about it himself before it came against him. For me, TJ is all class. I do enjoy TJ. I'm a huge fan of CJ Dillashaw. I've been watching him since before he won the title. His fantastic footwork, his movement, his mind, his body, his, his, his science, the science behind everything, his wisdom when it comes to dealing with all these different things, you know, from his weight cuts to, you know, fighting, his IQ, so high, everything about him. I'm going about TJ Dillashaw. So it's really unfortunate to see what happened with him and Suhudo as quickly as that was. As as high as the implications were for that fight and how quickly it ended and how unfortunate it was. Um, but on the other side of it, uh, looking at what's happened with this USADA violation, you know, I, I bite my tongue on this one. I don't know what the fuck happened after this and I don't know why it happened. Um, you know, there's been a long history of guys that have been tested positive 
and you know before you saw it, you know we're we're pissing hot, and and nothing was happening. And you know after you saw it came in, you know say what you want about you saw it, but they do do the correct findings and stuff when it comes down to a lot of stuff. Um, well, when it comes down to a lot of fighters and stuff like that, but um, for for them to find one for T with TJ, TJ, I don't know. There's a side of me that doesn't believe he would but you know the whole cody garbrandt thing or a little interview uh, a post-fight interview or something b- b- before the fight happened talking about how tj showed everyone at Jews. i don't know about that i'm not associated with them uh, i don't i've never seen it i don't know about that it could be just rumors everything's bullshit um you saw it as the best testing that you could have i mean they are stupid they should do more research they're still learning how to do shit right but you know that's the best gifts you can have right now so um, you know, it's the same thing with the whole John Jones situation, the picograms, all the above, everything happening with the whole Jones situation. You know, testing positive essentially in the last two fights and it being an okay and and you know, a lot of lot of controversy with that. So there's a lot of you saw the controversy right now. And I think in the future, hopefully sooner rather than later, shit will eventually begin to fall back into place rather than fall apart. So, for the T.J. Dillashaw situation, I don't think he did anything, knowingly. I mean, he's, he has a scientific approach to it. Obviously, he knows what's on the on the horizon for him. He was on track to getting a rematch with Henry Cejudo at 135 pounds um, and seeing what was going to happen with that. You know, he's coming off of the 25-second uh, knockout loss to Henry Cejudo. And some say it's a knockout loss, some say it's not. You know, he's coming off of a technical loss to Cejudo, which was bullshit. A lot of people, in a lot of people's eyes, thought it was complete bullshit, and um, you know, from there, he has to live with the fact that he could have went on. You know, he, he made that cut to 125 pounds. You know, it was first first ever time cutting down. Um, he looked, I mean, he looked shredded and stuff. He looked small, but he didn't get a chance to uh, show his skills off in that fight, and that's the part that's upsetting for a lot of fans, for him, for his coaches, and everybody. And now with this USADA violation, now. Uh, I don't know why I got released till now or something like that. I don't know how long TJ is going for, but since it was retroactive to January, he won't be eligible technically to compete until January of next year. So, um, hopefully that isn't the case. Like I said, I don't believe TJ was doing anything knowingly. You know, he, I don't know, his scientific approach and the way he sold himself on the Joe Rogan show and just, just, just knowing him, it doesn't seem like he would want to fucking make his life a living hell just for the hell of it. Why the fuck would he do that? It doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that knowing you could potentially get caught? Best best, um, best anti-doping agency in the world, I feel like, and best testing. And, you know, he has a lot on his table. There's a lot for him going. There's a lot going for him. Rematch against Henry Cejudo at 135 pounds. He is still the bantamweight champion, even though he lost to Henry Cejudo. But now he voluntarily gave up his belt. And I don't know what's going on. It's a crazy, crazy world we live in. MMA is a crazy world, man. But um, I don't. That's that's all for that. That's all I wanted to say about that. Who knows? As as stuff starts to uncycle as time goes on, then then I'll, I'll continue to keep my mind open. But. You know, it's, it's all good, though, and MMA is a crazy sport, but it's a sport that saves me, and uh, it's a sport that really, really is, has been there for me 
since day one. So I definitely do appreciate that. And one more thing on MMA, I don't know if you remember the last episode, I was talking about that lesson. I was going to go get some training in at the local branch of like the American top team, which I did. And guess what? It went fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. Let me tell you about it. So I went in there. I was nervous as fuck. I got to be honest with you. I was nervous as hell. I was very, very, very nervous. My stomach was turning. I had to, uh, I had to, ooh, she is cute. Uh, I had to like kind of, not convince myself, but I had to convince myself that it wasn't going to be as bad as I originally thought. And that's fine because you're supposed to get nervous when it comes down to stuff. It's okay to be nervous. But I have this ability to be nervous. But when it comes time to perform, I go and I perform. So when I say about that, it's only like only little things like my footing. My feet, footwork was off because he's trying to tell me to put my feet a certain way. But, you know, this the whole styles and stuff. When you have a style, like a fight style, that you come in and you fight a certain way, it's kind of different. So it's kind of trying to adapt to their style because I'm open to learning new things. But so like he, he was he was holding the pads and stuff. He held pads and shit like that for me. So. You know, it was like a jab, a left hook or a left jab, straight left or straight. Like, I know I was trying to, it was like, he had me do like a three punch combination and elbows and stuff, elbows and knees and stuff like that. Um, so it was like a, a jab, a right, a right hook, and then like a, a left or something crazy. I, I wish I could show you. Um, it was like a jab, a jab with the right hand because I was southpaw, straight left. And then overhand right. So jab, straight left, overhand right. That's what I was doing. Jab, overhand, straight left. Jab, straight left, overhand right. Jab, straight left, overhand right. That's all I was doing the whole time. And the knees. I put on the boxing gloves. And when I was popping those punches, dude, I was popping them, literally. And there was parents in there, little students and stuff. I was just having like a little trial and stuff, seeing how it is. I liked the way it flowed. I liked how, how quickly I was learning. And from it, that was my first actual lesson when it comes to a coach. So you know how I stand about this sport. You know how I feel about it. You know my desire, my training, my itching to, to compete and stuff. So the thing is, what I'm trying to get at is the fact that I did better than I should have. That's the thing. I'm, I, it's not a game. Like when I play with, it's like when it comes down to this stuff, it's not. It's not a game. Like I'm seriously coming. I'm seriously serious about all this. And it's the thing for him. I know he thought that in his head. It's like this guy. It's like I just came in for a little workout, man. Get my cardio back up to where it needs to be, and I'm gonna be the champ for sure. I was popping those, and once I learned, he said six months before I wrote, well, when I really get things down, I feel like I can get it down earlier than that, I feel like I can be as as good as any of that when it comes down to it, so, like, that session went really good, I did really good, I mean, I broke a huge, <laughs> a huge sweat, my hands, my arms are kind of tired, meaning that probably haven't used them like that in a while, but that speed, the speed, and he said, don't put all the power in there, but that's just how, that's how I was doing it, though. I executed all the power. I did everything I could. I wish I could have stayed longer, but you know, it was just a trial session. 129 a month, Muay Thai. Good. I mean, a lot of the kids had uh, 
had gear on, head gear on, and all that, and it's the fact that you get to piece people up during practice and stuff like that, if it comes down to it, but obviously you're here, here to learn and stuff like that, I'm not all about just getting the training and hurting people, that's not what I was like alluding to, I'm just saying the fact that you get to do that legally and not get in trouble or anything else like that, that's the best part about it, but I had fun, man, I proved something to myself off not really knowing anything, I brought my, I, I know in their heads, me not knowing anything, I came in and I showed it, I showed that I knew everything, it wasn't hard to teach me, it's not hard, I gotta learn, I'm gonna learn, and when I learn, I mean, to, to them, this is in their mind, like, I'm gonna learn, but I'm learning fast, and there's, there's things I already know that they haven't taught, but once I learn, I learn, <laughs> there's everything, there's more, every, there's, I'm basically like, like stuttering because I'm so excited to talk about it. What I'd learned was stuff, stu- stuff he didn't teach me that I knew that he didn't think I knew, basically. So when I learned these things, I already knew this stuff. I'm coming into the game just to have a sharper eye on the sport. I'm coming in the game to, to be sharper, to work on my craft, to be a better human, to be a better fighter, be a better competitor than I can ever have been and ever will be. And, and I'll continue to keep improving. That's the thing. I knew more than what, what he was showing me. So he showed me stuff, and you know, he showed me real good combinations. I learned a lot in that short amount of time. Like I said, I was going to, and I'm going to excel at this because it's something I'm good at. So the session went good, and I look forward to more stuff in the future. So stay tuned for that stuff, and uh, pretty much that's all. <laughs> but anyways, guys, that is it for us today. I think we'll wrap it up from there. We're uh, about four minutes from an hour in kind of tired, need some water, need to eat something, been in a grouchy mood all day, it's been a long day, but we got a little bit of licks of both MMA and normal shit, so it felt good to say it, and um, you guys know where to find me, same shit, different day, at G the King on Instagram and Twitter, Snapchat as well, finally you got all the handles the same, at G the King underscore MMA. Facebook.com slash GabyBaby123. One more time, we are available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, um, and any other major podcast provider. Like I said, thank you guys. And um, for sure, we will be back next week. This shit ain't dying out. We're just we're just getting started. It's 2019, middle of 2019. We still got a lot to get going, so I can't wait for that. Tune in for next week. Jimmy Graham and May out, baby.